It's time! Take three of Expressing Your ADC, episode 12. We have Alexa Ephraimson in the house. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Nike runner, professional runner, awesome person. I just met her like 20 minutes ago, but it's been good. Um, I want to jump things up and start with your travels this summer. Like, I know you've, like, I've scrolled through Instagram and it seems like you've been in Europe and uh, I don't know. Yeah, so this summer, it's a little, it's an off year. So that means there's not a world championship, there's not an Olympics. And so that's. Damn, that's an off year for you. (laughs) Well, in terms of. Just to put that in perspective. International racing. Yeah. So that sort of afforded me to be able to race a lot later than I have the past few years. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to go over to Europe twice this summer to go over and race. So the first Europe trip, I went to Italy and Belgium. I raced three times. Two times was a 1500, once was an 800. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was okay. It wasn't like my best. So my coach and I went over again, and I was able to race in... Italy, the 3000, and I PR'd there, a full mile on the track in Berlin, and then I was able to race the 5th Avenue New York Road Runner Road Mile um, in New York, and I PR'd in all those, Damn. and so it was, I was really happy that I was able to go over again, mm-hmm. because I was able to just have a late season, peak really late, and that'll help me in the years to come. Right on, yeah, when you were over there, did you have any, like, time to yourself to do, like, touristy things or like look around or you just focused on like training and like the race it really depends um the past few years I've been able to be a tourist um it depends how much time is in between the races so last year when I raced I raced five times in two weeks and so it was basically every third day yeah whereas this year I had about a week in between all my races and so I was able to go to Paris and go to Berlin and just sort of be able to see a bunch of different cultures. So these were all like sponsored trips too, so? Um, yeah, usually. And so basically how it works is I'll be able to get into these meets. Sometimes they're paid for, um, sometimes they're not. And then I'll be able to race, hopefully get some prize money, race well, all that other stuff. So can you talk about like earning money as a professional runner and what's it like and so I'm a contracted athlete, and okay. so I'm under contract, and usually um, at different meets, you can get appearance fees, you can get prize money based on if you run a fast enough time, if you how you place, and so it sort of just depends on the meet um, and who the sponsors are, and if it's a international meet, sometimes it's under IAAF, which is the International Association of track and field basically mm-hmm. and so they'll have meets where they're where directly from them you can get prize money as well okay right on. um so you're coming into the off season right yeah so i'm on my two-week break um which i get once a year which yeah is, it's nice it's a good um reset just from like being super focused all the mm-hmm. time so what are you up to on your two weeks off um, I took a trip to Austin, so I was in Austin this past weekend, yeah. sort of like hanging out. Did you listen to some music? 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was like a mini Nashville. Yeah, basically. I went to, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I went to the um, saloon. It was called the Little Longhorn Saloon. In the back, they had this thing called Chicken Shit Bingo. <laughs> and so basically, you go into the back parking lot and there's just like a hundred people all surrounding this chicken coop because what they do is they feed the chicken watermelon and everyone buys bingo tickets and if the chicken poops on your number you get like that is so nuts 300 bucks and so how did that how did they think of that like (laughs) how does that come out but it's been going on forever and it was just like the most texas thing i could like think of and i was really close to winning but unfortunately no did you hear about this or did you just like stumble upon this place um we were hanging out with some friends and they told us about it so <laughs> and <laughs> that was it's like a can't miss thing i, I know like. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wild yeah it sounds like it so you're going to school too right yeah i am i'm this is my fourth year at up i probably won't finish this year just because in the springs i take Okay. A liar classload or no classes because I've been like at altitude or that's mm. when my season really starts. So, but it's my fourth year at UP. I feel like nobody finishes on time anyway anymore. Yeah, so. I mean, there's there's some like external forces that like pressure you to finish in four years, but it's not necessary. At least from oh, my definitely. perspective. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. Um. So let's talk about your diet. You told me earlier that you were doing like hooked up with this guy in Vancouver, so you can talk a little bit about that. Um, so basically, one of the things that my coach and I really follow is the Bulletproof Diet, mm-hmm. and so his name is Dave Asprey, he has a few books, he has a podcast. Yeah, watch um, his podcast, listen to his podcast. Yeah, um, he's really into biohacking and basically just being able to fully get the most out of your life and so he talks about diet he talks about meditation he talks about everything on the like scope of just mm-hmm. being able to live well sounds like yeah just living healthy yeah basically yeah. and so he has some really cool stuff and i've been able to really get into that this year especially since i wasn't taking classes in the, the spring i was able to like mm-hmm. start to research it a little bit more and stuff like that yeah it's nice to have that extra time just to, like focus on yourself and your body too yeah and just sort of like refining my practice basically um and just trying to get like the most out of this like short time period that i do have of being a runner Oh yeah, talk about that. Like, how long do you expect to be running? How what's like the lifespan of a middle distance runner? And um, it's interesting because it's definitely expanded over the past couple of years. So usually guys will peak in their late twenties, but girls, especially in my event, have been peaking like early thirties. Oh wow! And so hopefully, yeah. so you got a long time. You're I only mean, like twenty one, right? Yeah. So hopefully, I'll have like another. 10 years or so, um, maybe even 15, to really try and, like, get on that international level and Mm -hmm. make my mark on the sport. Yeah, so what are your goals as a runner? Obviously, I just want to, like, do the best I can. Um, Hopefully, I don't know, like, it's interesting because you can focus on the really, really long-term stuff, but at the same time, you can also try and take it, like, year by year and mm-hmm. say, okay, this year I want to try and, like, run sub four for the 1500, or I want to, like, run sub two for the 800, or you can say, okay, in a couple of years, I want to run this time or this time. So, I'd say 
honestly, by the time I finish my career, I just want to be like, I've done everything that I can type of thing. Yeah. And hopefully that will lead me to a couple medals or a few Olympic teams. But I try and focus on like little baby steps. Mm-hmm. So are you into goal setting? Do you do that like consciously, like write down your goals or do you just... Yeah. So my coach and I will meet like... We'll basically talk about our goals for the season at the beginning of each season, and then at the end we'll be able to like sort of reevaluate and see, okay, this worked, this didn't, we were able to do this, mm-hmm. and so I think that's really important. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to like put a pressure on yourself because I think that personally for me, I'm I can be like really hard on myself, and mm-hmm. so if I just had those in the back of my mind, be like okay, what do I need to do today to get, like, the most out of my body, then that will help me get to those goals rather than, like, just focusing on the goals, if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like, yeah, concrete goals are set people up for failure, you know, and that's rough sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, like, how we do it is, like, okay, this is, let's say I have a race my coach will be like, okay, this will be an A day. This will be, a, if you run this, it will be a B day. And so, like, there's different layers to the goals is what I'm saying, too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I understand. Um, can you talk about your decision to, like, forego college, like, running and just, like, go pro? Yeah, so I, after my junior year, I, okay, so there's a series of meets, they're called the Diamond League meets, and so they're basically huge international meets, and I had the opportunity to run in one my junior year of high school, and so I ran 407 for the 1500 in that race on the same day as the NCAA nationals um and I ran three seconds faster than the winner and I was still like a junior in high school and so that definitely sort of like held my decision in the sense that I wanted to continue to like challenge myself um with competition because I like thrive off of competition and I figured if I'm racing against these girls and they're not like being able to push me fully then uh, I might be wasting a couple years. And <laughs> no, that's funny. I was watching your um, state championship race last night. Okay. And it was, it's like you fucking went off, and then you were just gone. And then you have to like, oh, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, like it's it can be really hard to be a front runner. Like I haven't done any front running since I've been in like mm-hmm. the professional league. Or, like, at least not by the amount that I was in high school. And so being able to sort of be surrounded by girls really has been a huge learning experience for me. And I slowly started to grasp being able to run in a pack Mm. um, and not, like, freaking out mentally type of thing. And so it's taken time, but I think that it's totally helped me develop as a runner. Um, And so that was one of the main reasons, just because... I want to continue to push myself. And also, I've stayed with my high school coach. And at the same time, if you go with a different coach, it can be good or it can be really bad. And so um, he, we work really well together, and it's just been great so far. Right on, yeah. Um, I know in a lot of sports, like, young athletes struggle with, like, strength and, like, trying to adapt to, like, the professional, mm-hmm. like, level. Have you had any, like, difficulties doing that? Or, like, have you, what has your focus been on since you've turned pro? Um... It's been, for me, it's been a lot on the mental side because 
you go, I, or at least for me, I went from winning all these races in high school to then being like in the middle of the pack in like a lot of these professional races. And so it's just the mentality of like continue to hold your confidence and continue to like stay mentally calm. And that's some of the things that I've sort of been able to do with, um, all this like bulletproof stuff is like a lot of meditation and being able to like control your mind and just being which <laughs> mind is, avatar shit which is, which is so is, weird because <laughs> it doesn't seem that hard but like it totally no, is no i've been meditating too just like through headspace have you ever heard of headspace mm-hmm, the app? yeah yeah i use that in the mornings and it's Whenever I do, I just feel awesome. Like, it just sets the tone for the morning. Yeah, and the but day. meditating's, like, incredibly hard. It is. It doesn't seem like it should be. Like, we have so much stuff going on in our minds. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, <gasps> like, I sit down for two minutes, like, fuck. I start thinking about weird shit. Like, okay, start breathing again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. But... It's, it's like anything. It takes practice. And, like, we don't realize that. Yeah, because it seems like something that's so simple. And, like, racing is so, should be very simple. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just focusing on, like, not overthinking basically yeah. have you ever heard of jay shetty i have not he's like this ex-monk i think he got kicked out of the monk <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a bunch of like viral videos on facebook about like living like a wholesome life and living like through kindness and all that stuff like oh, the cool. monk lifestyle but he's like talking about his failure as a monk and be like comes back to his friends in england and they're like dude you can't even make it as a monk you couldn't even think about nothing <laughs> like, it's like incredibly hard no it is yeah um can you talk about what it means to like be a part of nike like i feel like as a kid playing sports like that was my dream like i wanted i was so infatuated with like the brand and all that yeah i mean nike treats me very well and it definitely is a dream to be sponsored under them And so I'm able to gain a lot of different tools that I wouldn't be if I were, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I were like under a different brand, what tools I would have um, with them, but they've treated me very well and I'm able to definitely like have a lot of freedom in my training and stuff like that. Um, Whereas I think that some companies might be, could be like more overbearing. Um, And so it's been a great experience with them. I mean, do you train with like at Nike or where do you train at? Um, It honestly depends. I've done some workouts out at Nike. Um, It depends on the workout and if I need what type of trail or track I need. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go out there or sometimes I'll just be in Portland or Vancouver or Washougal. It just depends. Right on. Um, Can you talk about the Olympic trials in 2016? I know you're pretty close to qualifying. What was that like? Yeah. What was that experience like? Um, So that was actually my first time running three rounds in one meet. Usually, um, at least for USA's on non-Olympic years, it's usually two rounds. It'll just be a prelim and final. So that was the first time that I had ran three rounds, and I felt like I gained more confidence in each round that I went. And so it was really, really close. Um, I think that... With, like, with 200 to go, I was, like, in second, and so it was, like, really exciting, but at the same time, all those girls in front of me were anywhere from, like, 6 to 10 years older than me. Oh, wow. And so it sort of gave me a lot of confidence for, like, the next Olympic trials because hopefully with, like, these past four years, I'll be able to just get stronger. Or some of those girls are, like, starting to retire. (laughs) You're getting old. (laughs) Basically, yeah, and they're, like, losing their edge. And so hopefully I'll be part of that, like, new wave that comes up and is just able to 
take the 1500 by storm and represent the U.S. Because the U.S. is extremely strong in my event. Yeah. That's funny. I was just looking it up. I, you got, a, like, a Appreciation Day named after you in Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It was after one some meet. It was really fun, though, and, like, the mayor gave me a certificate. It was, it was cool. <laughs> Did you, like, celebrate that with your family? How do you celebrate that? I don't even think my family was there. I just, like, went with my best friends down to City Hall. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just, like... That's awesome. Yeah. So I know you're really busy, but what are you doing when you're not running? Um, I really like to, like I said, research and sort of, like, figure out what I need to, like, continue to develop. I also really like to cook and bake, um, and I've been really getting into, like, reading, and I like all genres. Right on. All genres are good. Yeah. I just read, um, The End of Nature. Okay, what was <laughs> It was super depressing. It was just about, um, climate change. Um, oh, dang. <laughs> Well, the guy, I don't know, he takes, like, a like a philosophical approach on it rather mm -hmm. than just, like, throwing all these numbers at you. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of things do. So it was, that was a good perspective for me just to look at it that way. But, um, cool. Um, so what do you got coming up this year? Do you have any plans? What are your goals? Um, so next year um, is the world champion, is a world championship year, and it's in Doha, Qatar, Qatar. Oh, man, that's going to be hot. Yeah, so what they're doing is usually World Championships or Olympics is the first two weeks of August. Yeah. But this year, it's the last week of September. So the season's going to be pushed out basically six weeks longer than it ever has been. Like, I don't think it's ever been that late. So I think, obviously, trying to make that team is going to be, like, a main focus. Um, and so I'll start doing my indoor season in, like, probably late January, and that will last until late February or early March. Um, and then we'll probably start racing a little bit later just because world championships are later, and hopefully I'll be able to qualify for that team. Right on. Well, let's close things up. You got any closing remarks? You got any like places you like in Portland to go eat or go do or um, sights to see for the people out there? For the people out there, <laughs> I love um, Nikolai's. Ooh, never heard of it. Um, it's sort of Lebanese Mediterranean <sighs> with the giant pitas. Oh man. Yeah. Um, Have you heard of Marrakesh? Have you been there? No, I haven't. It's right down the street. Okay. I want to go so bad. Okay. But it's like um, Moroccan. So it's like sit down and like there's belly dancers there too. Oh, so it's like sweet. a cool experience. <laughs> um, I just really have a really good place. Another like Lebanese Mediterranean place, Tangier. Mm. Um, I've heard really good things about that. Um, and then I love Papa Hayden for oh, yeah. um, desserts. I was just there last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, that place is awesome. Uh, yeah. So. Probably those two are my, my main go-to. <laughs> like when people come into town. Oh, definitely, yeah. Room. Right on. Thanks for coming on the show. It was fun having you. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Yeah, wish you the best. Thank go you. for gold. Thanks. Yeah.